Well, well, well. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Remarkably Us, the podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Roan, divorced, sober, just living in Southern California, really trying to do my fucking best. <laughs> okay. You know what? Let's jump right into it. It has been a minute. <laughs> my goodness. So today we are talking about what the hell I've been doing, <laughs> why I've been a wee bit MIA from the brand, the website, the podcast, kind of where I'm at right now and what's next for me. So like just a couple of things, right? It is the last few days of February. World War Three is hopefully not starting. I have been going to my first like maskless events and places this week. And I'm pretty sure some shit is in retrograde because a bitch is tired. <laughs> I did get about 10 to 11 hours of sleep last night. So <laughs> my body feels great. I'm rested. My mind is a little groggy, but I feel good. So as you know, if you listen to my content or follow me, you know, or have been following me for a little bit, I have been on this journey through sobriety since January of 2019. So I just hit right about uh, three years of this journey through sobriety. I am a year and a half sober officially. Um, and I have been just making my way downtown. Walking I won't, I won't do it. I won't do it. But that's kind of where this journey that I've been on. So, and if you know, I am moving into a tiny home in the backyard of the family I used to nanny for. So if you don't know, I'll give you the very quick rundown about five and a half years ago. I started to nanny for this family, would go on to be their nanny for three years, kind of while I finished school. I got my degree and then got the job in healthcare that I, I currently still have. About a year and a half ago, the husband passed away suddenly. And so really the last year or so, we have just been trying to navigate life without him and figure out what that looks like for the mom and the three kids. Now, this family has been a huge part of my life for, you know, the last five and a half years. We spent three years together, you know, almost every single day. I just, you know, th this is my family. So I think right away, you know, I realized that I would step in and help Kira, the mom, through all of this in absolutely any way that I could. So that slowly began to look like me coming up here to the house a few days a week to help out with school routines and all of that, because really there isn't anyone else that knows the ins and outs of like the day-to-day -day life of the family. Like I do since for three years, it was my job to do it. And so Kira and I began to talk about, you know, what, me living here more permanently would look like. And 
we kind of settled on, you know, we thought about, you know, let's, let's buy one of those RVs or whatever, you know, a camper and I'll live outside. And we settled on building a tiny home so that I could be here more permanently. And fast forward six months later, I am currently right now sitting in said tiny home recording this episode. So this is the first episode really this year that I'm doing solo. I did get to record an episode with my brother on young leadership where we talk about this transition in, of me. I've gotten two promotions over the last couple of months and, and really I've been taking on more of a leadership role. So I did, I talked to my brother Denton. Um, you know, we had a great conversation on just what it looks like to be a young leader and, you know, all of that. But this is the first episode really of 2022 where I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> and God, it feels good. Oh, it feels good. I missed you guys. Okay. So the last six months, I've been really in this fucking headspace in, I have just felt like the this weight on my shoulders the last six months. And I've been in this major limbo space, kind of trying to manage my own life, this family, my, my, my family work and the brand and relationships and friendships and a bitch got burnt out. And I mean, beyond burnt out. And I knew it was happening because it was like, I just couldn't ever, I was just constantly tired. I mean, tired from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to bed, my anxiety started really, really, really peaking. And a lot of that was due to the fact I'm very structured and I'm a fucking Capricorn. I, I need to have structure. I need to have space. I need to, I need to be alone. Sometimes I need to have my routines and that kind of being thrown in for a loop of me being in this like weird limbo space of, yeah, I had my apartment. I just recently, you know, um, it like ended my lease or that last day of January, January 31st was my last day, like in my apartment, but for a pretty solid four, five, six months, I wasn't even spending any time in my apartment. It was, I think there was only maybe a couple of months that I, maybe not even that I was, you know, doing like half of my time there and half of my time here. And pretty, pretty soon into that, I just started spending more and more time here. So my energy left that apartment way before that January 31st deadline. Not even the fact that like my, most of like my things, my clothes and my bathroom stuff, all that was, was here, but my energy had left there. All of that all of that like creative space that I had created for myself was gone and then was just kind of in limbo. And so I think that mixed with just like where my mind was at last year, 
these promotions, these relationships that I decided to get myself into, to all of it, burnt out. I had spent two years after I left my ex-husband in my own little apartment, completely alone with my dog, really navigating life post-marriage. It was my first few years of sobriety. My had relapsed in that point in time and just It was like these two years to really just kind of fucking sit down and look around at my life and figure out kind of start to kind of meet myself for the first time and have the, you know, the chance to really throw myself into new routines and new habits that for the first time in my life focused on what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be. It was a beautiful couple of years. And I learned so much about myself. I was able to start this brand. I started this podcast. I started writing my book. It was also literally right in the first two years of COVID. So most of the time that I spent in my apartment, the world was on lockdown. So I just spent like day after day being able to really sit with myself and like go on walks and kind of just like really like soak into who Shelly is. Um, like introducing myself to the world. (laughs) Uh, and of course, as life does, that was really turned upside down when Herb, the dad passed away. And then fast forward to six months ago, when I started really fully integrating my life with Kira and the kids again, I suddenly was really rewriting my day-to-day life. And (laughs) instead of like rethinking my habits and you know, what I just had the capacity to do right now, I just added this on. (laughs) I tried to keep everything the same. I tried to stay up with the amount of writing that I was being, that I was doing, recording episodes, running and working out all the time, having these really in-depth habits that I practiced all the time while also starting to become really a platonic life partner and a parental figure to these three kids. I just was like, no, I'll just, everything will be the same. (laughs) I'll be able to totally do all these things I've been doing alone with, you know, endless time for two years. I'll just add this on and everything will be fine. (laughs) Which obviously that didn't fucking work. In the last six months, I burnt myself out because of what I know to be these really unhealthy and perfectionist visions I have for myself and my life and what I need to be accomplishing. I also decided that I should try to fall in love twice. (laughs) And well, uh, let's just say neither of those worked out at all. So that brings us to now. I had two relationships end, both pretty suddenly. I created this like chaotic life around these partners and the family and work and around this brand that completely and utterly set me up for failure. The ending of those relationships, the last few weeks of my apartment and the final moves into the tiny home and the emotional weight that started to just like completely consume me as well as a few little um, 
let's talk about this from my therapist really has made me take a step back and go, okay, like enough is enough. When we get wrapped up in the chaos of life, we forget how to take care of ourselves and we lose sight of working with the universe instead of pushing against the new chapters that are trying to unfold for us. I'm a stubborn bitch. So I have been putting my, my feet to the ground, my face down, just like barreling through the days, determined to be this person that a couple of years ago was like who I wanted to be. Right. Like I, a couple of years ago, I had this, this kind of this vision of this person that was really emerging from my divorce and, and that was coming out of my sobriety. And I was trying to still be all of those things while my, the life around me was really chaotic. So I'm determined to be this person when I stop and actually look in the mirror, realize I am all of these things and I already am becoming these things. I'm trying way too hard and it's just creating this resistance that stops that natural flow of your life from happening. And then it just makes things more and more and more difficult. So as I'm trying to like push back and I'm trying to do it all, I'm burning myself out. The universe will give you the gentle or sometimes earth-shaking or heartbreaking little nudges towards the lessons that you need to learn. So what I just took out of the last six months of chaos is that I can't do it all. By nature, I am a perfectionist. My mind will shift towards the look what you haven't done before it sits with the look at all you have done. And so these are mindset shifts that I need to, I really need to work on. And also these are things that like my therapist has been telling me for a year. (laughs) So when I tell, when I talk to her this week, I'm going to be like, so I was thinking that I need to start thinking about, look at all I have done instead of like, look what I haven't done. And she's going to be like, bitch, I have literally been saying that to you for a fucking year. I'm gonna be like, I know, but I just thought of it. The la- <laughs> I just, these are mindset shifts that I really, I've got to work on. So the last six months, a couple heartbreaks, a move and two promotions has taught me to trust the divine timing that we all have surrounding us, that if something or someone comes into your life and it doesn't work out, it takes from other areas of your life that are important to you or changes your energy for the bad, get rid of it and realize that it wasn't right for you, whatever that is. The last six months happened for me to realize that I need to let go. I need to trust and I need to put myself first because when I don't, everything else crumbles. It also has taught me that because we are constantly evolving and growing and changing, 
we need to be constantly checking in with ourselves to see if what we are doing is benefiting who we are and where we are right now. It's little practices like asking myself in the morning, what does my body and my mind need today? It's not planning every single detail of my week because of how quickly things can change. And instead, setting really small goals for the week and figuring out when to set the time aside for them when I know it's actually manageable. In the past, like in the past two years, I had endless time, especially with COVID. I had, I was living alone. I was working from home after four months of, you know, of leaving my ex and getting my own place four months in, I went remote because of COVID. And so I had literally nothing but time. So I was able to, even if I woke up at 5 a.m., I had three to four hours to do a morning routine. So you bet your fucking ass I was waking up. I was making like pour over coffee instead of like just popping a pot into a Keurig, like half awake. I would go for like a really long walk and then I would go for a run or I'd like do like an hour of yoga and I journal and I'd meditate and I'd light my incense, get ready slowly and like listen to a podcast. And then in the evenings, you know, five, six o'clock, close my computer and have like three to four hours again to like to read and to write and to record episodes and to like create my vision board and do all of this shit. Well, guess what? (laughs) That's not what my life looks like anymore. Now I full time have three kids and a life partner that are integrated into my everyday routine. So it's realizing that not only that now There are just things that I won't be able to do every single day that I used to be able to do. That's just how life works. And so what do I need to be doing every day that still add into that, that still give me, you know, that space to be creative and do things that I need to be doing for my mental health and my physical health while also, right, working around this new schedule that really has, has formed my life in a very different way in the last six months. It's also not setting myself up for failure because I have a really bad habit. And I think so many of us do about beating ourselves up. Fuck. I didn't go for a run this morning. I didn't, um, I didn't meditate. I didn't do all these things because I slept in. Well, it's instead of writing in you know, exactly what I'm going to do in the morning. It's waking up and writing. I'm going to be active today, this morning and, and waking up and asking myself that question. What does my body need this morning? Does it need just like a quick 20 minutes of yoga? Does it need like a, um, a really like hard Peloton ride? Um, and then shifting and only, you know, and realizing that I can only run on the weekends because, For me, I'm a long distance runner. So I want a solid hour for a run, which then you have your pre-run, you know, kind of me, like it's this whole fucking ritual I have with running, which I've realized means that if I only have until 630 in the morning, a run's not going to fucking happen because I need to like wake up. I still like to journal. 
I want to get all my running stuff on. And then afterwards I need to kind of like unwind from my run. So I needed, I did like two fucking hours, which means that, okay, you just run on the weekends and those are your running days. And my body will probably thank me in 10 years anyways. So then in, during the week, do something that you can time, which is like yoga or a Peloton, right? I'm thankful that Kira has a Peloton in the house. So if I wake up and I've only got 20 minutes, I can still be active and still get my day started like that. But I don't have to stress out and beat myself up that I didn't go for a run because I just don't have the time to do it. It's things like that. It's understanding that life is going to throw you curveballs. It tosses and throws you around, but it's what you do to climb out of it that matters. I was journaling the other day and I was thinking about these last two breakups and the last few months, a title change, a promotion, living in limbo in between my apartment and the tiny home. This whole limbo period of my life and all of these changes and like finding love and it ending and thinking I found it again and it ending as a really big fucking hill (laughs) that I have been climbing up. And I thought that's the way that life is set up. We are constantly walking up and down hills. The hills are these challenges and obstacles that life puts in your path. Sometimes they're going to be small. Other times they're going to be piled on top of each other, creating this really steep, really hard climb. But then suddenly you feel you reach the top and at the top of each of these hills, I, when I was journaling, I was picturing like a beautiful meadow, with soft grass and a small pool of crystal clear water and a place for you to process and learn from all that shit that you just climbed through a place to look back down and be understanding of the reasons why we have to climb sometimes. And then you get to coast. You get to hop on like that vintage coaster and cruise down the other side, like just moving beautifully. You get to smile again. You get to relax your shoulders and let the wind hit your face, knowing that at some point you'll hit another hill. But You have the lessons you've learned from your previous climbs to help you get up that next one just a little bit easier. So I feel like right now I'm at the meadow. (laughs) I'm at the meadow. I'm like all fucking zen and amazing. I'm processing and figuring out what's next. What is my... What's my coast going to look like? What all did I learn? What can I let go of and leave behind on that climb? I think, you know, this, it all happened. Oh God, the, the universe and her fucking timing, the ending of this last relationship, I decided to date a Virgo, which is something that I probably will never do again. Did that take a little chunk out of me? I that ended, 
I mean, I'm like looking around my tiny home. I'm 98% in the home. All of my stuff, my clothes, my, like my decorations, my furniture, the kitchen is set up. The only thing that they need to do is put in the uh, piece for the water heater, the shower door, and then a skylight above the loft. And after those are done, I can move in really just like my bathroom stuff and um, like, I don't know, some food <laughs> and really that's it. And like the, the little, like my everyday athleisure wear that I've been <laughs> repping for the last fucking couple of years, the same yoga pants that I cycle through and then I'm done. And then I'm actually in here, you know, but right now until that's completely done, this is like the first week that I have the opportunity to actually come out here and sit in this space and kind of get my, I guess, get my energy out here and light my incense out here and just kind of be in this little home and start to just like spread my energy around this space. And that feels really freaking good. So it all happened at a really, I don't know if you want to say a good time, but timing is everything. And I have to sit and process and figure out, okay, so this is, we just finished climbing. We just dealt with six months of really high stress a lot of limbo. I took on a couple new positions. I'm, you know, just figuring out what this chapter of my life is really actually going to look like and to settle in and to just sit for a minute and process and feel my way through this. I just turned 29 a few months ago. So I'm like working my way through completing my 20s. I'm single, I'm sober. <laughs> I am letting go of forcing something that might not be the best for me. I'm letting go of doing anything but what I think is right for me right now to a certain extent, right? I have obligations. I have a job. I can't necessarily say that with work, right? Like, you know, I don't think that working today is like the right thing for me right now. <laughs> so obviously outside of like the obligations that I have, I'm letting go of doing anything else, but what I really think is for me right now and what's best for me. So I don't really know what's next, but I do know that I'm so blessed and that I think what I took from all this time and this big fucking hill that I just climbed up is that I am the main character in my life. We are all the main characters in our lives. You're not the main character in someone else's life. And we need to start putting ourselves first so that we can share ourselves with others, share our stories and our love and our light. But you can't do that until 
you embrace it yourself. So I'm really excited. I'm excited to share this new chapter with you guys to share some, some talks into the, in the tiny home to continue to open up my life. And, and I think what's, what's so important is, and it's hard for me to go with the flow. I am not a go with the flow kind of bitch. I am a, if it's not in my planner, it's not happening kind of person. And this has taught me, I think the universe was like "Mm, that you can't live your life like that. Things are going to happen and you can't plan your way through everything. So we're going to throw some shit in to just completely take your feet out from under you, throw you on your back and make you realize to just fucking let go sometimes. Do everything you need to do to live a remarkable life to live for yourself, to live truly and to live wholly in who you are. And I I think what I'm most excited about is to continue to share all of this and be open about all of these changes that are happening and how we manage through them. So put yourself first. I'm pointing and like pointing right now, my fingers up. Put yourself first, do what makes you happy, embrace the divine timing of life. And remember that you are remarkable and we can get through it. All right, guys, that is it. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. If you want any additional content, you can follow me on Instagram at remarkably underscore us. I will be going in and updating. I put a deadline on my fucking calendar. I will be going in and updating the new 22 version of the website. So stay tuned for some new content about what this part of my life looks like. And stay tuned for some future for my, all my episodes in the tiny home. The next ones that we're really going to go into is um, what what happens when a Virgo breaks up with you. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) It is really probably more detailed, like how to keep your shit together through change. We're going to be going into attending parties, sober or sober curious. The sober curious movement is taking off. And that's a really big base of my platform is my sobriety. So in the weeks, next, you know, weeks, episodes to come, we're going to be talking about things are starting to, these mandates are starting to lift. We're starting to get out more people are having more events. So what happens when you are attending parties, either newly sober, um, sober or sober curious? And, you know, what I do to manage through events like that, what is really going to come of this year? We're going to do more leadership talks. Oh, we just, we got a lot on the plate. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Stay kind and curious, and please never forget how wildly capable you are. Till next time. Bye.